0: Welcome to Podcast Marketing Secrets, the place for entrepreneurs, coaches, and CEOs who are looking to grow their brand, become a key person of influence in their industry, and get their ideal clients to come to them. I'm your host, Al Morenton. My guest today is Pete Romano. Pete is the founder of Segwick, a company born out of the need to simplify and streamline the way small businesses operate in today's digital age. From his early days as a music producer for popular songs, a sound designer for award winning TV commercials, and a film producer for independent films in the vibrant Jersey City, New Jersey, Pete Romano has seamlessly transitioned into a luminary in the tech industry. Using his passion for music and innovation, he exemplifies a unique blend of artistic talent and technical proficiency, establishing himself as an invaluable asset to any team. Whether he was creating harmonious melodies, mastering the drums, or navigating challenging mountain biking trails, Pete's versatility shines through in both his personal and professional life. Welcome to Podcast Marketing Secrets, Pete. Hey, it's really great to be here. I couldn't have said that better myself. Thank you for that amazing intro. Wow. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Um, so how did you transition from like music producer, sound designer, et cetera, into uh, uh, luminary and entrepreneur in the tech industry? Well, uh, my my road
1: to becoming a, and founding this this software company was quite circuitous, i I must say. I get that question a lot. Um, there's a common thread that that I like to draw attention to that it's really the the creative process and and the creative process dictates that you don't get you don't fall in love with your first idea Uh, the, the creative process dictates that you have an idea for something and then you recognize that that's not sacred that that idea could be this or it could be that or it could be something else and that even even if you take something as simple as a, a blog or an email newsletter that has a thousand words, there's a billion iterations of those thousand words that that possibly can be. And so when I was really um, when I, when I was uh, producing music, I was doing jingles. I founded an agency, but really what I started to recognize was that small businesses that I was working with. They didn't really need another video. They didn't really need another website. They they needed that thing. But what they really needed was somebody who recognized that their business needed a framework to operate within. They had no framework to operate in, and that framework was a set of systems. And if anybody in your audience, uh, my favorite book was The E-Myth by Michael Gerber. He really gave me the uh, fortitude and the confidence that if I could build a business that was based on systems, then I would succeed. And so I just went into the market, found that the offerings in the tech space, the common CRMs that we all know, they really left me lacking. I just decided that I was going to start to program our own, and that gave us full autonomy to be able to build the systems for the businesses that we work with without having to answer to any third party, and that's where Segwick was born
0: that's awesome that so uh, you know that, like you saw a need and you were able to like you said like you know make that transition you didn't just hold on to you know what what, what your, your original focus and um uh so you're able to help more businesses that way and 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 fulfill a, a, a need that's actually there right well yeah it's about solving bigger problems
1: uh i was uh recently recording an, another podcast and uh we were just getting to talking about how the bigger the problem that you solve, the more uh, money that you're going to make. And so in the jingle world, that's great. You can um, you can solve a small problem for an agency. You could produce some creative work. You can uh, get a good soundtrack going. But you're solving a, you know, a relatively small problem. But if we could build a set of systems that helps other people solve their problems, now you're creating exponential growth. And so uh, that's what we created with Segwick. That's what our aim was, was almost like the creation of creation. Uh, an old friend of mine put it that way. He saw what we were building. He said, Pete, you created creation. And, and in his funny way of saying it, he was basically saying, you created the ability for other people to
0: create. Yeah, that's awesome. I I, I really like that. So, um, so how does it help businesses uh, um, like why why would they want the software? Well, the um,
1: like a hammer, right? Everybody, if you're building a house, you need a hammer, but the hammer almost doesn't matter because what people just want is they just want a two by four nailed to another two by four. Right. And so our tool is a tool similar to many others. But it's how we use it. We're we're a service provider as well as a technology provider. We are a technology provider only because we wanted to deliver a service at the utmost capabilities that we can possibly imagine. And so the reason that you would want to work with us is that we take the time to reach into the business, to meet with every business, to understand that it's not just about signing them up for a software subscription, catching their credit card number and being able to charge them monthly while they go figure out the rest of their lives on this tool. It's about finding success on our platform. And so success for us is the idea that in any business, no matter what that business is, they have to think about their business as a a framework. And we get our clients to recognize that if they can imagine how one customer, if they put all everything out of their minds and just think about one customer moving from A to B and B to C and C to D, and then if something happens at D, well, they skip E and they go to F. We, we start to create that whole sequence of steps and we work backwards from there. We work backwards from the customer experience. What does the customer need to experience to have the best experience possible? And all of the technology systems are dependent on that they all come down they rain down from that concept
0: that's awesome yeah so like you you don't just like say here you go good luck you actually help them integrate it into their business for success right yeah
1: these tools get these client these businesses on board with these flashy websites and these promises of you're going to grow you're going to scale and all you know all of the flashiest words and they're, they're selling a bill of goods. If you, hey, if you just start a $100 subscription, I call it IKEA software. You know, for everybody in, in the audience, uh, we've all had the experience. You just want a, uh, a counter, you just want a chair, or you just want a cabinet, but you have to sit there and assemble it. And so some of our competitors, they're like a, a Ferrari but the Ferrari comes like it's in an Ikea box, and you have to sit there and figure it out and put the components together and read the instructions, and you don't have a little Allen wrench, and, and you know, it gets frustrated. And so we, we none, none of that works. That's not the key to success. Uh, working with diligent partners who understand the small-medium business process is the key to success,
0: in our opinion. Right on. Awesome. Awesome. So do you work with people like when they first start and you have like an onboarding process and then get them integrated? Or is it like, or do you provide like agency services as well? Well, my first business was an agency. So
1: um, for better or for worse at the time, uh, when you're an agency and somebody wants a website you got to build them a full website and it's got to look pretty when it's done if they want a video you're not just showing up with the camera and the the microphones and plopping them down on their front door ringing the doorbell and running away that's what other softwares seem to do but when you work with us we're coming in we're helping you set up the camera we're helping you you know write the script we're 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 really holding uh, a business's hand so that they will be successful on our platform. We, we don't want anybody to be floundering trying to figure it out. Uh, that's why you know, nearly all of our clients, they have direct access to our account reps. They have access to you know, me at the top uh, when necessary. If they have a question, I don't... I want as little time going by for them to just solve that and move on to the next challenge. I mean, there's enough challenges during the day. You don't want to be sitting around trying to figure out why, what button is the right button to schedule your email blast. Right?
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. That, that's a big deal. So, um, and is it designed for like specific types of businesses or can any business you utilize it for success?
1: Well, sure. That's a great question. Um, the way I answer that is every business, whether you're a sole proprietor or whether you have 500 or 1,000 people, 10,000, you need systems and you need processes. But within that, you can't be all things to all people. And so uh, when you're when you're a smaller business, you can, if you're the only person doing all of the work, a lot of small businesses structure themselves almost like they have a handful of employees, but those and those employees might have different roles, but they really act as assistants to the founder. Like the founder has something, they throw it at an assistant. The founder has something to do, they throw it over there. And they don't operate with designated roles. And that kind of business uh, is not gonna be as successful or the sole proprietor, they're they're not gonna necessarily see the value that uh, our software has. In my recent experience, because our software really shines Like If if you think about a slightly larger company, eight people, 10 people, 20 people, think about every time one employee needs to hand something to another employee, like a a creative agency. Hey, I edited the video. It's now yours to uh, make a blog out of. Well, that handoff is a huge deal right there because that handoff can make something go fast. Or it could make it linger for three days because the one person forgot to notify the other person or they put it into the wrong folder or they did this or just something unexpected happened. It's like every human interaction in a business between a customer and an employee or between an employee and employee. It's like taking beer bottles or wine bottles and stacking them on end like this and the whole system is ready to just teeter over and just fall crashing down and so... What we do is we try to step in and try to identify all of those points and put little couplers around all of those handoffs and and create a business where the whole process of every product, every service that's delivered is like a handoff from one person to the next. And whether the customer gets involved at one step or not,
0: or whether a different employee has to get involved, we create those flows. That's awesome. Yeah, cuz cuz that's those are that is crucial. Those handoffs are crucial. It's like as, as a business owner myself, like yeah, oftentimes think like is would it be better just to teach the each person how to do everything, you know, as opposed to having the handoffs because there's so much communication that can be lost, right? Well, and and that's the job and and that's what most small
1: businesses fail to do is that they they fail to recognize that the role of the entrepreneur is not to run around barking orders at everybody. The role of the entrepreneur, no matter what kind of business you have, is to be more of an inventor. You're, you're, and you're not even an inventor of the product that you're pushing out the door. You are that, probably, but you have to doubly be the inventor of the systems that help to push that product out the door. And those
0: systems involve many, many complex steps yeah for sure for sure so um that, that being said, like how is the, the the learning curve for the software and like is it easily adopted by the company or entrepreneur and is it easily adopted by the employees as they transition from let's say like a, a legacy CRM or whatever well, I
1: mean I, I would love to to tout the ease and you know of, of everything uh, yeah but that that really comes down to the to the eye of the beholder um it, it adopting a new system is about uh ch- changing your paradigm in your company it's about to, you're you're only going to come on to a platform like ours when when something hits a critical mass when when there's some sort of magical moment in the company where hey we need to do things differently and um so i i like i love this analogy i'm a i'm a big yankees fan and so about 15 or 20 years ago uh, at some point critical mass was hit the old stadium in the bronx was just kind of falling apart and it was decrepit and the seats were torn up and you know the the floor was just constantly sticky and, and elevators are breaking all the time and that business needed to keep running that needed to be running while simultaneously next door you know across the street you're building a whole new stadium that's going to have new elevators, clean floors, new bathrooms, new suites, and all of this stuff. And the entrepreneurs, the, the visionaries of that whole process needed to kind of figure out how do we engineer this transition? Because it's not just about building a new stadium. It's about the logistics of rerouting highways and doing all of this. And and, and that's the same thing about transitioning into a new CRM. Sure, you could spin up a Zoho or a HubSpot account and it's going to sit there and it's going to be like a hammer on the floor, uh, on the table. And and, well, what do we do with that hammer? Somebody figure out what to do with that hammer. What are we trying to build with this hammer? And so many engagements in a platform go that way. Oh, I started a, you know, this account, I started that account. And then they just linger. They're like ghost subscriptions. There's, uh, you know, if you looked at a whole market cap of the entire marketing automation into i'm going to ask my accountants to try to figure this out if you look at the entire multi-billion dollar industry of you know salesforce and all of the top producers hubspot and you you added all that up it's billions of dollars how much of that is just ghost accounts getting literally no utility out of the subscriptions that they're paying for i would say that it's got to be at least 50 percent in my opinion and we don't want that we we want businesses that are coming to us and we want to make a difference in the world we we truly want to empower businesses that are tr- consciously trying to reflect upon themselves and say we want to do things differently and
0: that's where we come in that's awesome and that could be the determining factor between like literally success and failure for a business you know whether you're going to actually be able to utilize the or get the value out of the software and actually let it help your your business. Right, exactly. I, I could attest to that. The the ghost thing too. You know, I i, I a couple of years ago or a few years ago, I was looking through. I was like like business was just falling. You know, we were in a good cycle and and things were just falling in place and you know getting a ton of uh, revenue going. And then all of a sudden, I looked at my. Um, you know, my little sheet or whatever. And there was like thousands of dollars going out to all these different software that I, I wasn't even using, you know, well, and I, right. I even remember that I had them. Right. Right. And, and even us, we had to go through. And I,
1: I personally audited a bunch of the tools that, that we've been using. Uh, we probably eliminated 25% of our total monthly SAS uh, expense from just Things that were set up and just lingering for
0: for too long. Right on, awesome. <clears throat> so, what is the differentiating factor between you and like a like a HubSpot or something? Is it is it that service that you provide along with it, or is there other things as well? Um, all of these tools have uh, so many
1: little features and comparisons. That they can you can compare on you can compare on versatility flexibility uh, you know, uh, industries that they're they're ideal for. I would describe our tool as as an ERP for complex service businesses. And so what what's distinguished us so far is that we have a really versatile platform that has an amazing set of tools but we run our saas company more like it's an agency model we have our developers that are on staff we bring in clients and when we see a challenge in that client's uh, business that our tool hasn't been able to that, that hasn't been solved yet using our tool we go to work building that tool in our software so so we're actively developing the tool relative to the boutique clients that we're we're finding and so we're much more about going very deep on a smaller handful of special clients than going very wide on a ton of clients who are just going to get
0: small little pieces of value right on awesome awesome so um with uh companies that would be utilizing your services is it um is it startups or is it, can, can it be startups or, or, or is it people that are like more seasoned businesses um, or can it be both? It there,
1: There's really no distinction. Again, I think it's about a mindset. We are, we're building businesses for the future. We're, we're building processes for the future. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, the only difference between, the only difference our system sees between a startup and a company that has a history there is the degree to which we might need to rebuild that history. I'll give you an example. We recently brought on in the last nine months, a, uh, a, a college, a nonprofit continuing education college, and they'd been around since 1994. And if they were a startup, we would have been able to set them up and get them moving on our platform in maybe three months. But that history that was necessary to their everyday function, we recognized very early that other companies would have just advised them to abandon that, forget about that, just start new, just start fresh. But for a bunch of different reasons, that history was precious to them. And we needed to put our spreadsheet people, our data people, to work on all of this disparate data from all of these legacy systems and figure out how do we centralize and normalize this database this database this database from everything you could think of from quickbooks to excel spreadsheets to umbraco to old woocommerce types of exports we were figuring out how to merge all of that stuff to rebuild that history so that when these students would log in it wouldn't be a blank slate the students would see their their course history. They would see their billing history. They would see attributes that they entered into these legacy systems so that they didn't have to re-input that. And so we like doing that because, again, you're solving a major problem that otherwise
0: would have just gotten tossed out the window and said, forget about it. That's awesome. That's a, that sounds like a big endeavor, too, for, on, on, on your company's part to take on
1: it's yeah it it was huge and 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 it's ongoing uh but it's 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 resolving itself and and the whole engagement was just that much more special because we did that
0: that's awesome and that shows your dedication to to your business and your clients you you know which is rare these days right sure so so, um so that being said like um uh, you know uh how, how do you market your business
1: well um I like to think that we are evangelists of, uh, of our way of working. Sometimes you know, our company is called Segwick. I call it SegWorking sometimes, just diving deep and figuring out what these processes need to be. Uh, most of our business has come from word of mouth. But we are getting out there now. We are uh, finding new clients. We're we're just reaching out and telling stories. We're just telling people our success stories. We're we're going into business groups and sharing what we did about this, sharing about what we did about that, and p- it resonates with people. And our our use cases uh, really uh, really sell us. And so I was always uh, a very visual. Ah, storyteller. When I was selling video production, I would say, hey, check out what we did here. Check out this. Check out that. And that way of
0: selling has continued even now. That's awesome. That's, that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah, storytelling is huge, um, especially in today's world. But it always has been. But, you know, um, but the, so uh, that being said, how does uh, podcasting fit into your like marketing or brand strategy? Well, uh, like I said, uh,
1: we're we're out there. We want to keep meeting with folks like you, uh, folks who have an audience of dedicated, hardworking entrepreneurs. We want to connect with people. We want to meet people who vibrate on the same level of energy that we vibrate on, the people that see things, how how we see things. And so we're out here just just broadcasting our message, trying to find places where you know, we can like ring a bell and it can resonate. Resonate out, you know, the, the same way. If uh, if you're into science or any Neil deGrasse Tyson, you 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 could figure out that the radio waves from Earth have been broadcasting into the cosmos uh, since 1940 something, and so they're X amount of light years away from Earth. We we just want to keep broadcasting this message of entrepreneurialism, systems, process. And ultimately, a better life for yourself, a better life for businesses, uh, a better life for your community. When you could build a business that is self-sustaining and gives you the free time to engage in
0: the better things in life. That's awesome. That's really cool. So, um, yeah, yeah, I really en- enjoy all these insights that you're sharing with us. Is there like uh, one thing or like one uh, like big idea that? People should take away from this show.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. Um, um, I'll give it. I'll give an example. Like your your career was in in fitness, right? You you've been into fitness for you know nearly three decades. And um, uh, when you work with a, a customer, uh, a client of your, and you don't even call them customers because you're close, right? There's a closeness there. They're a client, right? That's how I use that word. Um, mm-hmm. They're going on a fitness journey. You've probably been using that phrase for your entire career, and you see a beautiful transition from where they were to, 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 having this vision of a better place for themselves. And then you go to work, just doing the work, you do the work to get to there. And so my insight for business is that business is no different than physiology. Business is no different than biology. It's no different than, than physics itself is that, um, you, you need to build an organic Uh, almost like a cell, if you were able to look down at your business, like it's uh, a a cell with its mitochondria and this and different components moving in and out and getting a little bit of sugar and being able to output some sort of action. That's how we look at our business. And so think about your business as a framework. Think about, put everything out of your mind. Forget about the current project. Forget about that client that was yelling at you. Sit down with a clear head, with a clean piece of paper or a whiteboard, and forget that you have 10 different clients all at different parts of their journey with you. Think about just one client, this imaginary perfect client, and just put them on the board on the left side, and then figure out, well, what happens when they go to your website? Okay, what happens when they call? What, ha- what happens if they fill out the contact form? What happens when somebody reads that contact form? What do they do? Okay. If the, if the inquiry was like this, what do they do? If the inquiry was like that, what do they do? And just start to map that out. And you, you might not even have a whiteboard big enough. You might not even have a, a piece of paper big enough. That's where some of these digital tools start. You could have an endless whiteboard if you need it, but map that all out and look at it and just figure out like, wow, this is why I'm so stressed out. Right? Like all of that, is in your head right it's just it's in the founders head and it's not bestowed really upon anybody there's no alignment in your own organization that that's what we're striving for and so map that out and take the weekend to do that and then put it down and then come back to it next weekend and and do it again refine it and this is the creative process i was telling you about and then maybe even put it down again and come back the, you know the constant you know not you, not every idea is precious right just throw it out and do it again and when you're happy with that now start to share that with the people in your organization and start to figure out well let's stop being accountable to the corporate SaaS products like those you know we're going to work like how they want us to work no now you have your systems your 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 beautiful vision of your business now you can take that and now imagine multiplying that a thousand times, and and that's my insight to to your audience is map that out and build a biz uh, build build a tech stack and a and a set of processes that you want to build and, and work with a company that's going to be accountable to how you want to run things rather than how the system wants you to be run.
0: That's awesome. That's that some crazy awesome insights and um doing that you'll just like you know hockey stick your business for sure precisely that's awesome thank you for sharing that you know thank you for coming on the show sharing your insights um what's the best way for someone to get a hold of you or follow you or whatever
1: uh you can find me on linkedin pete romano linkedin uh you'll see the Segwick branding there you'll see me standing in a you know, looking a little more formal than I do right now. You can visit segwick.com. That's S-E-G-W-I-K. That's a hard G, not a soft G. Segwick and um, no C-K. Just uh, I got rid of all of the. See how smooth and streamlined we are. There's no extraneous letters in Segwick. There's no C-K. There's no D. There's you know no E. Segwick. And so visit segwick.com. Just book an appointment with us. You know, let us know how you're doing. Just pick our brains. We're we're an open book.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll be sure to include your links in the show notes below the video and audio. So, so thank you again. Awesome. Thank you for having me on that concludes this episode of podcast marketing secrets. This is Al Morenton signing off. I hope you have a successful day.